Are you ready to take your child on a journey to discover their Indian roots? Yay! Introducing Chimes, the ultimate audio platform for young minds aged 3 to 15. At Chimes, we believe in the power of storytelling to connect children to their cultural heritage. From captivating folk tales to colorful festivals to mesmerizing history, Chimes brings the rich stories of Indian traditions to life. So connect your child to their Indian roots with us. Download the app today and start the journey. Search Chimes Kids Audio Stories and Podcasts app on Apple or Google Play Store. Chimes, audio that inspires. Hello everybody, it's been too long, isn't it? More than a month since I left you with a story from Mahabharata. Remember, I told you the story of how Bhima met Hanuman in the Himalayas while looking for the Saugandhika flowers for Draupadi? It's indeed a long pause after that. Well, there is a good reason for the long pause. Want to know? All right. You know, as I was reading more about the Pandavas and their adventures, I was so intrigued by their lives in the forests and their escapades in the Himalayas that I actually wanted to experience being with the mountains, the Himalayas. The description of the magnificent mountains, the beautiful lakes, the fragrant flowers were transporting me to those places every time I read them. And so, I decided to pack my backpack and go there, yes, to the Himalayas. And guess where I went? To the paradise on earth, Kashmir. Yes, with its snow-picked mountains, misty mornings, wide valleys, sweeping meadows, cloudy skies, freezing nights and trickling rains. It indeed was a walk through the heaven. I trekked through the steep ascents, conquered the peaks, jumped over the boulders, crossing the rivers, slept on the grass and flowery carpets, watching the sheep munching on the green grass, running down the tricky and rocky trail, to reach the most astounding lakes. Yes, all these encounters were only to see the lakes, the hidden lakes amidst the various valleys in Kashmir. We were hopping from one lake to the other each day, the lakes that adorned different colour at different times of the day, sometimes green, sometimes turquoise, sometimes blue and sometimes a bare grey. Calm and serene. Sitting by those lakes actually turned off all the thoughts in my mind. And near one such lake, I just bent down and tried to take some water in my palm. And suddenly, I felt someone was stopping me. I paused for a moment and looked up. I realized there was no one. 
It was just my memory. My memory was bringing out a story from Mahabharata. Yes, the story of the enchanted lake. The lakes in the Himalayas were indeed enchanting. They all were intriguing, one more than the other. Those lakes did transport me to the time when the Pandavas actually had one of the scariest and the most fascinating experience. The story of the enchanted lake is what I decided I would tell you as soon as I returned. And here we go. Pandavas had spent almost 12 years in the forest. Arjuna had turned more powerful with all his divine weapons. Bhima had gained immense strength with Hanuman's embrace. The brothers had managed to live through the tough life and now it was their time for the most challenging part of their exile, the incognito life. How can a towering archer like Arjuna hide his prowess and brilliance from the world? How can Bhima's mountainous strength go unnoticed? How can the enticing beauty of Draupadi be covered? The valor of Nakula and Sahadeva will certainly be recognized. While they were pondering about this, they heard a Brahmin wailing for his sacrificial tool that was carried away by a deer. He pleaded the Pandavas to help him and get his tool, which was used to ignite the fire for his sacrifice, without which he wouldn't be able to complete his duties for the day. Pandavas ran in the direction of the deer. The deer seemed to be too swift. Or was it magical? It just leapt from one corner to the other, appearing and disappearing. Pandavas ran chasing the deer, but in vain. They all finally gave up and sat under a tree, thoroughly disappointed. They felt bereft of all their powers. They were ashamed that they couldn't even catch a deer. They felt weak and helpless. While they were all feeling dejected and depressed, cursing themselves for their fate, Yudhishthira, to distract them, called on Sahadeva and asked him to check if there was any water nearby. He was overcome by thirst. Sahadeva quickly climbed upon a tree and saw some water plants and cranes nearby. They realized that it could be a water resource. And Sahadeva went to fetch some water. As he approached the lake and bent down to take some water in his palm, he heard a voice. It said, Stop! You must answer my questions before drinking water from this lake. If you disobey, you shall not survive. Now you know what I was talking about. I was also reminded of this voice suddenly when I was about to take water from the lake. <laughs> well, guess that is how stories influence our minds. No? Sahadeva dismissed the voice and drank the water. And lo, he fell down senseless, appearing to be dead. Nakula came after Sahadeva wondering what was taking him so long to fetch water. And he also chose to drink water against the warning he heard. And no prizes for guessing, he also fell down dead. 
further. Arjuna, Bhima also followed suit. They gave in to their anger and refused to pay any heed to the mysterious voice. And soon they were also lying down by the lake, dead. Yudhishthira, feeling completely uneasy with all his brothers not returning, walked towards the lake only to find all of them fallen dead on the bank. With shock and sorrow, he started wailing, weeping and wondering what might have caused their death. While there was no sign of any wound, enemy footprints, weapons, no sign of any attack. With all these thoughts, he felt severe thirst and went to drink water from the lake. Just then, right, he heard the voice too. The voice that had warned all the four brothers, warned Yudhishthira also, saying, You must answer my questions before you drink this water. This lake belongs to me. Your brothers ignored my warning. And here they are in this state. Yudhishthira now understood what the problem was. He agreed to answer the questions. And the bodiless voice, which actually belonged to a yaksha, a celestial being, started asking him questions. Yudhishthira, who is considered to be wise and just, started answering. Yaksha shot his questions rapidly one after another. Yudhishthira went on answering. Yaksha asked, What rescues man in danger? Yudhishthira replied, Courage is man's salvation in danger. Then the Yaksha asked, By the study of which science does man become wise? Yudhishthira replied, not by studying any Shastra does man become wise. It is by associating with the wise that he gets wisdom. Then Yaksha asked, Who is more noble than the earth? Yudhishthira replied, The mother who brings up the children is more noble than the earth. And Yaksha went on, What is higher than the sky? Yudhishthira replied, The father. And Yaksha asked, What is faster than the wind? The mind, said Yudhishthira. What befriends a traveller? Learning, said Yudhishthira. What is happiness? Happiness is the result of good conduct, said Yudhishthira. What is that abandoning which man becomes loved by all? Yudhishthira replied, Pride, for abandoning that, man will be loved by all. Thus, Yaksha posed many questions and Yudhishthira answered all of them. In the end, Yaksha, pleased and impressed with Yudhishthira, offered to revive one of his brothers. Yudhishthira chose his brother Sahadeva to be revived and Yaksha wondered why he chose Sahadeva and not Arjuna or Bhima. Upon which Yudhishthira said that Akunti's son was alive in him and hence it would be just to have a Madri's son 
to be alive too. And hence, he asked for Sahadeva's life to be revived. Yaksha was mighty impressed with Yudhishthira and revived all his brothers. He also disclosed his true form. Yaksha was none other than Yama or Dharmaraja, who was Yudhishthira's divine father. He blessed him and assured him that they would complete their entire exile and also one year of incognito life and get back their kingdom. Pandavas were rejuvenated again with Yama's blessings and were all set to step into their new life. What's that new life? How do they hide themselves from the world? Let's hear all about it in the next episode. Until then, goodbye.